0: Welcome to The Found Podcast, a sort of after-show for City Reach Oakton's 5pm service, a place to gather as a church to worship God and hear relevant Bible teaching aimed at youth and young adults.
1: We're here to reflect on the sermons and share what we got out of it to help all of us live a life for God's glory.
0: Today, we continue in Matthew chapter 9 by exploring how Jesus brings true radicalness into our lives. Hello everyone, welcome to The Found Podcast, episode number 20. I am one of your co-hosts, Paul, and I am joined in person for once in my life uh, by Deacon Percy. Not own. even
1: going to let me announce my own presence.
0: Oh, sorry. I just. Oh, sometimes we do it. Sometimes we
1: don't. Uh, it, we'll we'll try this again in two weeks. It's okay. Two I weeks. Can forgive this. What about next week? Well, I'll be opening next week, so. Okay.
0: Well, you can still. Okay, I I see now. Okay. Fair enough. If, if we even have two weeks on this podcast, we'll see so anyway, <laughs> uh yeah, so how have you been Deacon you know now that now I can see you in person because we've been doing it online for a bit
1: I mean we we just saw each other last Saturday, so it's, it's true I mean, I was just trying to
0: be polite as well you oh know?
1: well I, I appreciate it thank you I've uh, been doing well uh, I've been catching up with people, which is nice it's good uh that was one of my ambitions for the uni break an ambitious break so yeah, it's been nice to see people again recently mm um yeah that's about it nice that's good that's good it's a good time to, to see people and all that yeah. i finally checked my last semester of uni results and they were pretty oh, good yeah so, my, i got one of mine like i
0: think just before new year's and i was like what have you been doing i hadn't said something like two months ago <laughs> <laughs> i'm like it's just like I mean yeah, but my yeah, I was happy with my results as well. Yeah,
1: my dad um my dad doesn't know like um that university grades are different from like high school grades. So he saw one of my grades <laughs> was a D. D. Um and I didn't mention it, so he thought I was just trying to hide it. <laughs> 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 and then uh, he was he was like, uh yeah, yeah. And my mom's like, no, nah, D's a distinction, it's good. And he's like, Oh Did your dad go to uni? Uh no, but he did. Uh he did do a bit of um lecturing at TAFE oh, nice. a few years ago, so that's cool. That's really cool.
0: Oh, well, there you go. That is funny, though. Because when I first heard about, like, like the uni system, I was like, oh, D is now good? Because, like, D is, like, usually the worst at school, right? Well, not
1: the worst, but... There's E's. Or F's, depending.
0: Yeah. I mean, but, like, you know, but now D's are like, oh, nice work. Yeah. And then, like, HD, I think of high definition, not high <laughs> distinction. I'm like, I'm in high definition, and, like, yeah. Oh, I'm in HD in real life. Isn't there a thing about, like, like actually, like people have determined how many pixels we actually see of our eyes. Like, I think it's just above 4K or something like that,
1: apparently. So, breaching 4K is pointless, pretty yeah, much? Yeah,
0: pretty much. That's I think so. I could be completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's what it is. And then also the idea of, like, me- like memory, like being, like, a hard drive as well. I feel like that's also... I, oh, I thought we
1: were talking about memory, like, the concept in which we use to recall experiences that... Well, yeah, sort of, blame like in our, sense of... Make our individuality. No, but in the
0: sense of like you know what we store you know we can only store so much our hard drives so sometimes we deplete stuff like non- yeah.
1: non-essential items. we delete memories for new we ones delete memories
0: for new ones there must be a book someone's probably made that into a fiction surely anyways deacon let's talk about this week's sermon which is the entire oh, right the, because the, the reason we're here yeah, the yeah, found podcast uh if you forgot from last week or you this is your first time and if it's your first time
1: Welcome. You know we we took a lot of time to set make this sure up. Make sure to put so your hand you up so we can give you a bag
0: and all that jazz. Right, that too. Yeah, that of course. No. Um that's just that's what they do in the morning
1: service. Um We're too cool for that though.
0: Yeah, for now. We and just
1: expect you to like be content with Well your connection with God. And community. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about this week's sermon. Uh, true wholeness.
0: Nope, sorry, not last week's true radicalness and this up was your whole notes. sermon. <laughs> Um, by Ollie uh, as we continue to look at Matthew 9 in the Let's Faith It series. Um, Did he make any pop culture references this week? I can't remember. Um, no, I don't think so. Okay, good. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 9 to 26. Uh, so, so basically three sort of passages he looked at. And this was quite interesting. So, essentially, he broke each passage down to sort of a... Um, I guess, a different sort of um, radicalness. So firstly, um, in the calling of Matthew, which is from verses 9 to 12, it's basically, it's a radical hospitality and a culture of division. And the reason Ollie says that um, is because... um, Matthew is sitting with tax collectors and sinners and the Pharisee's like, what the heck, man? That's not what we do around tel- here. Tax
1: collectors and sinning is uh, a mutually exclusive thing. Yeah, You well, can't be both.
0: I-, I guess tax collectors in particular weren't very well liked back then.
1: Well, they are not really like now either, are they? It's true, but we don't really have tax collectors.
0: I mean, we don't have, like... We, we have tr- the government. We, yeah, no. Yeah. But yeah, but the idea is that, you know, if a culture says you shouldn't hang out with these people, you know, they're... You know they're outcasts. They're they're, they they're take sick your money. or they're ugly or they'll take your money or they're they've got they're, whatever
1: paralysis yes yeah, under- or leprosy
0: yeah exactly stuff like that. But then you know you know the the radical or dead. the the radicalness of it is that Jesus says we should be hospitable to everyone, not just those within our circle, but particularly those outside our circle. Um And I'm pretty sure it's here where he says you know it's not the sick um that need a doctor no sorry it but is not it's, it's not, not the not healthy that need a
1: doctor but the sick thank you
0: yes um
1: which is i could f- always just see the original translation to see how it's phrased but yeah but it's a thing, which is but it's
0: just a f- great that's just a great it's just a it's just, a, it's just what, you, what a line you know from jesus yeah. just to go it makes so much sense and it's just such a beautiful thing and I, I yeah i think it's great so let's actually start with that so deacon you know what when we talk about radicals penalty what what is
1: you know what is it you took out of this part um it's been a while since i've been to a hospital so it's really funny anyway, uh yep. Yeah, thanks thanks jerk uh <laughs> well, <laughs> um then. yeah anyway uh radical hospitality being radical in your hospitality it's an interesting one uh because yeah i'm selectively happy to be hospitable uh well depending on how i'm being hospitable because it's not like a what binary thing like there's no one way to be hospitable like you know you could give people food invite people over to like to your home uh just be nice i guess um and like if it's at the church and serving that's something i'm always happy to do like you know if someone asks hey do you want to come out and like help out uh make cheese sandwiches or something i'll be like heck yeah i can do that Um, But if it's kind of hospitality that involves like, you know, inviting someone into your home, uh, that's I'm a little more selective with that, uh, because you know there's the people that I trust and uh, and would and have invited over into my private space, uh, but there's also a lot of people who I don't know as well who I wouldn't be willing to enter the place that I live, even if it's what we're called to do. Hmm. Um, so yeah that's something I struggle with in that regard but I think that's a real challenge you know for us at our age you know because
0: we don't own the house yeah I I forgot
1: to add that I live with my parents so I don't really have the right to yeah
0: that's the thing so it's you sort of (laughs) gotta you kind of you almost want to be even more selective because it's like like, you know if it's your own house you're like well you're probably more happy to invite more people you don't know as much as strangers because it is your own house but like if it's like your parents or like and stuff like that. You don't want to, I guess, run that risk at all or something like that. So that's that's sort of understandable but you're right, it is something we are called cool to and it's something that I think you yeah. know, at our age we're particularly challenged to and hopefully we can still start putting that into practice in some form by still inviting people that we can trust or are friends with and, you know, and just, you know, like, like bringing them over and just keep having that community of opening your house because if you're at least doing that that's at least helping you take that next step eventually when or you, you when could...
1: Buy another house, so there's less at stake. It's a great idea,
0: but also, but in the reality is though that we are called to take the risk because we can trust in God that He will look after us. Like it's not, you yeah. know, and that's and that is the other truth that we need to lean on. I also like your point about just talking about, I don't know, like, like when you were talking early on, it just made me think about how you know, there's so many ways to serve, right? You know, like you know, like i have like helping, like picking up something, or even just smiling, or something like that, and just made me remind that. You know, we all have ways we can serve. And we all have gifts that we are given, and I think it's a really good reminder to know that. I mean, sometimes we are pushed outside, but a lot of times we pushed outside outside of our boundaries when we serve. But there are still often also times where, you know, we can use our gifts for stuff that we are good at and can still serve. Yeah, I mean, even just like you know, our ability to just talk nonstop has become now a way to serve by this podcast. Yeah,
1: just a, just not shutting up. Yeah, exactly. So,
0: yeah, but that, that's awesome thing yeah Uh, for me i suppose this one's practically sort of what you're saying really challenging and not in this and like more in the sense like reaching out to people rather than bringing people in is more when when i think about hospitality i more think about that like coming to them not bringing them to me which is fine as well obviously inviting them to your home is a great thing
1: uh should we establish the difference between that
0: well i suppose what i mean is like when you mean when what you've been talking about is about you know inviting them into your home and yeah making them part of it when i'm all what i when i think of hospitality i more think about Going to the Mall and, like, going, hey, you know, like, like somebody who seems to be homeless and go, hey, do you want me to get some food, sort of thing, like that sort of hospitality. Yeah. That's what I more think of. But, like, yeah. that's all hospitality, what we're talking about here. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think it's because, like, I'm, I, like, that's not, I think, the, hospi- the kind of hospitality I struggle with. Yeah. uh It's more along the, like, the stuff where you put more personal things uh into, like, the interaction like bring someone into a private space that's very personal that makes a lot of sense yeah Yeah. but i suppose that's me
0: i i just like i I struggle with sort of like just talking to strangers and just like going up to them and just sort of you know i feel like i'm getting a lot better of it actually quite quickly you know i've just been praying about that more and that's been something that god is answering that's really wonderful but even just like you know wanting to be passionate in like this direct hospitable serving and i feel like i'm at that point where i need to actually do it But then it's like the source to see those barriers like, I don't know, or like COVID or just confidence and stuff like that. But, you know, so it's a good reminder to actually action on that because, you know, we are called to do that. And that's clearly right here. We are called to do that. And that's said all the time uh, throughout the Bible. Proverbs stands out to me. as something that keeps saying, you know, you need to serve um, those around us, you know, those who, you know, and also those who have less and all that. Yeah. So, yeah. But. I think the other thing too his mind is that, you know, we can do hospitable stuff together, which is a great thing to know. So, we should do hospitable stuff together, church yeah. community. If you saying.
1: don't, if you're, if you're not quite willing to do it by yourself, then summon the power of friendship.
0: But also God's, God's strength.
1: Yeah, which is, I mean... Can be for friends
0: you, as well, yes.
1: Like, yeah, it's easier to do things with others, but also it's God that allows you to do it in the first place. So Exactly. Well put.
0: So, the next part then that Ollie started talking about was radical joy in a culture, of dead religion. Uh, which sounds like a thing Oli would write.
1: So, I believe that this is an <laughs> <only> sermon. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we didn't actually attend the service. We just assumed it was him. <laughs> we did. Although, we have no evidence of, of the
0: sermon actually happening, unfortunately. No. But it's okay.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about one of those things where it's like, you know, you can know an event. But if you didn't uh, witness it oh. ha- actually happened, then can you say it really happened?
0: I mean it's just well, Let's not delve into that kind of complicated stuff. Yeah, I just I feel like that's it's, it's a
1: fun discussion but not what we're here for. It's
0: not I find it does more harm than good. Probably. Anyways, uh so in this passage it's about what Jesus questioned about fasting by John the Baptist's disciples. And this is really quite interesting. They you know, they go, you know, why don't your disciples fast? And you know, and it's you know, I suppose logically you may there and go it's a fair question you know all these other disciples are doing it why isn't Jesus just doing it but Jesus very wisely um, uses um I'm trying to think what he actually well basically you know he, he rebukes by saying you know it's not actually about essentially it's not about your actions but about your faith at the end of the day and all he uses this to talk about the idea of religion versus our faith mm. you know how religion is all about actions but faith is about what we believe in and that's um and it's really quite interesting. And remember, it's from... it's our faith that saves us. Exactly, and then our actions are just how we respond to our faith.
1: But even then, there are wrong actions, though there are many actions that you shouldn't do, yeah, which but... are mostly listed in the Bible. So yeah,
0: but it's not even. But it's not even about that. It's about the idea of not trying to be moralist in that sense. You know, yeah. and like and like the idea of like. What, like what do you like...
1: mean? I'm superior to everyone. Like uh, of course... only I know what's right.
0: Like of course we want to try and do the right thing, but the reality is that we're not always going to. And the only way to do that is through God's strength. And to be able to do that, we need to actually realize that God has, it's a God that does, has done everything already. Yeah. We are just simply responding by accepting what he's given. Hmm. And then continuing to accept it by using his spirit to serve others and yeah. to um share it. And that, and then through that, having a real joy um, through things and knowing that, oh my gosh, like, like I have been saved. Let me share this joy of others you know and i mean there's that sort of um you know that pull between i guess like you know praying expectantly which is what we should be doing but also being joyful about what has happened and i think and i talked about that um that sort of the um like the i guess like the what's the word i'm trying to think of the word i don't remember the word the
1: joy in my heart forever
0: I mean, that's a great song. <laughs> okay. But you said, like, this overlap. The overlap okay, between yeah. the joy and praying, right, respectively. Right. And that's been quite interesting.
1: Uh, but
0: it challenged me, I suppose, in the sense that I'm not always a joyful person. You know? Like yeah, I,
1: sometimes joy is just for nerds, you know? It's
0: not exactly, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, I feel like... Like, like it's not the... Like, I, I feel like I struggle to release my eternal passion for Jesus in an external fashion, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's... Something that I really, you know, I want to do. And I want to not always... And I struggle also in that mindset of sort of the, moral, the moralist way and just, you know, and realizing that, you know, it is just the faith. We are not defined by actions. We are not saved by actions. And it's just how we respond because we feel so much of his love and so in awe
1: that we want to share with others yeah. out of joy. And don't think that means that you should just have faith and not do anything, which I mean, you can do, but like it's preferable that you also act for god
0: i mean the thing is though is is that if your joy is not so if you're not so like if you don't do anything then your faith isn't gonna continue to build and it will eventually crumble and then you actually won't have that faith anymore is generally that's the catch i feel like generally i I feel like that makes sense to me because if you don't continue to invest then it will disappear yeah but if you continue to invest then your faith will build so even if you don't respond by action then eventually your faith will likely just fall away
1: yeah and actually that gets into something that i want to talk about of course um but yeah uh on the topic of radical joy it's kind of a weird thing uh at least for me because you know i can feel the joy of uh serving God in the church but um because it's a lot of fun and it's really fulfilling but uh i think like my passion for it uh especially like um over the break of uh not having church which we we've talked about a bit already last week um has been fluctuating a little i've been in and out of like uh being really uh willing to serve for god and just uh serving for the sake of like it's it's just fun um and yeah and it's been an on and off thing like i said but and despite the fact that i've been trying to revive the good habits of uh reading and prayer at a consistent on, on a consistent level uh, I have been forgetting to uphold that kind of standard for myself and have con- continued to sort of go down this downward slope of focusing more on, like, the social aspect of church that I enjoy over the serving part. Um, and just as, like, a, you know, a little side note, uh, it's not bad to, like, focus on the social aspect of church, but worshipping and focusing on your relationship with God is kind of also very, very important uh, and a part of like why we do this in the first place so exactly it's the key
0: thing and one well, of the questions uh, Ollie sort of asked was just you know how you know we, you know we should spend some time considering our relationship with jesus you know not just how um you look like what we do not like the appearance not appearance based yeah. um religion but actually what is our relationship with god because that is is the most important thing Said it is fundamental like nothing else matters um, in comparison to that. Like, all these other things that surround it in within the church and just how we serve and live life are, are good things that he's provided, but, but you're absolutely correct. Like, it is that, our faith and our relationship with Jesus. So, yeah, that is something that we should spend time considering um, to ensure that we're not practicing dead religion. Hmm. Uh, do you actually, I mean, this is actually another question. Like, you know, how do you think, because obviously in that context of the Bible, you know, empty dead religion was you know, talking about just fasting and doing it for the sake of it, is there any sort of, like, I guess, empty religious appearance-based righteousness that you think happens today that you think of, like, as a modern example?
1: Like, just in general or something that I do? Um, It, it can be either. Um, I'll think for myself, I don't think I have that kind of problem because I just forget to actually act in faith. Um, I don't really try to put up, like, a false, um, I guess image of myself acting closer to god than i actually think i am well, well i mean we do see a lot of like not so, i don't know if it's still like a, a problem nowadays as much it was, uh, as it was as it wasn't a while ago but i remember hearing a lot about like televangelists that um sort of use the platform as a way to like get money for the institution rather than actually caring about the people watching and if they're saved and if they're uh faithful to god mm. um i mean i yeah don't don't think all of them would be like that but but it does it, that does seem
0: to be the um i guess the prejudice that often or yeah. the stereotype in a way
1: stop making us look bad <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i i guess it's just the examples of uh churches trying to uh what am i trying to say like ignore the point for the sake of uh their own benefit or even just some that go too far in the other direction where they're trying to appeal so much that they forget like the point of why we serve to begin with i, I don't mean, know if i have an example of that but no but no i know I it's really well put
0: though yeah there's that thing where i've You start serving yourself so much you forget about the people you start caring about what the people think so much you forget about jesus as well so there's yeah you're totally right and that's and like the televangelist i think is a good modern i would say extreme example but even what you're talking about the idea of like church leaders or us focusing on community or people rather than faith or you know focusing um so much on ourselves that we that we then don't think about others and therefore are considering reaching out to others as well that's that those are really good examples Mm.
1: and it is like a hard thing to deal with because like humans are inherently like self-serving it's like i guess survival instinct kind of thing but you know we need to consider how that affects our faith and how it affects others and Mm. how it's how it might be deteriorating uh those parts of ourselves i guess Mm. i mean the reality is like yeah we we
0: naturally commit sin because we live in a sinful and we are infected with that. But that doesn't mean, But that just means we fight harder against it. Yeah. And, you know, and like I saw Paul says, he wants to do good and we want to do the right thing, but sometimes we just, it just seems to be that we, that we just seem to, we are inherently sinful as well. And that's a humbling thought and a thing that reminds us that we need God's strength um, to do all this. Yeah. And then the final I suppose part of Holy Sermon is radical new life in a culture of doubt and noise. Uh, So here, Jesus raises, Jesus raises a dead girl and heals a sick woman. And this is from verses 18, 26. Uh, this is very interesting and I'm curious what you think. What's that to you in this, in this part?
1: Uh, I think, I just think it's like cool that, um, I guess starting with like, uh, the sick woman or whatever, who, uh, approached Jesus uh, thinking that just by touching uh, his robe that should be healed is like incredible faith, and then, well, he healed her and was like, "Your faith is astounding." Uh, thank you, whatever. And then, uh, I guess you thought of like the next one, so I'll let you talk about that.
0: Yeah, sure. I, I think you know the story of raising, um, you know, a dead a dead person, a dead woman, back to life is, um, I mean, you know, it's one of those miracles where, I mean. W- only looked at the idea of, you know, why, why does Jesus do miracles? And the idea of, like, you know, bring someone from dead to life represents the idea of how, you know, Jesus, through his truth, brings us um, from dead to life. He renews our life. We get given a new life. That's why this is called a radical new life, because he gives us that through sacrifice. And I think it was just interesting the way people respond to him saying that truth. And only made a really interesting point to talk about, you know, the idea that people laughed at him, the idea that they are so deep into sin that the idea of salvation or something better than what they have is just laughable and that's it's both it's very sad in that way to that people feel feel like that that they just have no hope but then also um, challenging in the sense of just like you know imagine just like being laughed at for saying something like that now which you know is I suppose possible um, certainly and just going, you know, how would I react to that? As someone laughing at me when I feel like I when when I am telling the truth and trying to help them, and they just laugh it off? And yeah, you know, I suppose it reminds me then that that you know those are times where my faith may be challenged, and that we need to be in a solid and steadfast relationship with God to ensure that you know we are unshaken in our faith. And, and like you were talking about, we see that um through the through um, the 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 woman who just touches Jesus just to be healed. And I feel, and that's, it's really, I know, it's really cool how I just like the Bible and like these true stories connect in that way all together. Mm-hmm. Truly an excellent piece of literature. Yeah. Yes.
1: The Bible might just be the greatest story ever told. Really? Well, p- stories, there's a lot of them.
0: Yeah. But, that well, there's an overarching it's story. Quite Jesus, a lot of, though. quite a lot of books, yeah. But there is an overarching story. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a good question that Ollie asked and. uh, he asks, what noise, doubt and distractions prevent you from seeing Jesus and the renewal he wants to bring? So what distracts you from actually engaging with Jesus more in your life?
1: I think it's just like um, the overwhelming parts of our culture that are just uh, like focus so much on conflict uh, especially like not to get into politics but like political discourse over like a lot of topics um, and especially the stuff like the like the really serious topics that seem like they only have two sides to them, uh, that are both uh, on two extreme ends that don't want to discuss the gray area of some issues or understand each other point each other's points and just throw out insults or labels, uh, to define, uh, each other's sides and in the end no progress is made at all. <laughs>
0: I can understand where you're coming from, and it actually makes a lot of sense. I feel like whenever we talk about some of like this, you then just you you talk a lot about like political discourse in society, and then I feel like you <laughs> never, And then I feel like you never you don't really bring it back to Jesus or like how we about yeah that's that's expecting. the point I'm making yeah no, 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 no it's distracting no, 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 no. me from Jesus exactly. I know exactly and that but I'm saying is that I know exactly what you're talking about because I've seen it many many times especially when we talk well, on this podcast when we when we talk about that sometimes I mean yeah it is it is relevant sometimes but but I know exactly what you I mean, so I I can see that. Mm. I concur with that. How then can you, I suppose, like, how can you undistract yourself more from that? Like, how can you give yourself more focus, um, not necessarily away from that political discourse, but how can you be reminded of what God is still, or the good that God is still doing um, in our society? Mm. And I suppose,
1: how, how, how can you connect the two in a way? I guess uh, the current solution that I've just been working with for a while, uh which probably isn't the best one is to just ignore it um yeah that's that's an interesting point because yeah, it's not something I look at often and think uh that it's yeah God's n- like never really the place my mind goes to when that's distracting me uh but I guess the most basic answer to it is that well, at the end of it all, uh you know none of this conflict matters anyway because eventually we'll be like all of these issues will be gone and they won't matter anymore so Mm. i guess salvation just might be the answer yeah
0: i mean if it's all too hard i guess that is a response but i suppose it's also just that idea of just empathizing with everyone struggling to find an answer because people you know finding these constant issues and just not sure what to do and just yeah having empathy for them knowing that yeah i guess to
1: just show empathy where some people aren't willing to, I guess.
0: Yeah, but also seeing they go like, "Hey, like, even if this doesn't turn out how you want it, here's this. Here is this option for you. Let me tell you about the really good news that that even though you feel like everything's falling apart and you're worried and everything, like, here is a truth that I cling on to that that you can as well. Hmm. Like, I think it's also an opportunity um to share, or it's an opportunity to get involved in in politics more. You know, like, or stuff like that, or or whatever, you know, there's so many ways you can't respond to that. But it's good to bring it up because I think that's a really good one and one that I'll, I feel like people, as people become, you know, often politically and more socially minded, as Christians can it is, be... Yeah, it's, it's
1: very hard to avoid in the current yeah, age.
0: and then it's very easy to be dragged away from Jesus. So I think that's a really good one to bring up. Mm-hmm. For me, I feel that like my distraction that prevents me from seeing Jesus is I don't know, because we were talking about this um, at our youth retreat almost a bit with, with Psalm 63, which is a great psalm, and just... Yeah, I think the thing that came to mind was probably wanting to... I suppose, like, the distraction of just comfort, or just not wanting to do much at home. You know, going like, oh, you know, I've done this, you know, I've had a big day, I've done this and that, I'm like, alright, well, I'm just going to be content and just go and, you know, watch a movie or play a game or something like that. And that's nothing wrong with those things, inherently, of course, but the idea of doing that instead of... Like, like doing that, not necessarily about for rest, but just as a way of, like, being a bit sloth, I guess, and lazy. Yeah. In a way, instead of, you know, spending time doing something more productive or, you know, investing more time to God or going out and helping and that. And particularly during summer, I feel like... Well, I know at least me, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to go outside. It's just so hot. It's yeah. just, like, excuses. It was supposed right.
1: to It was supposed to be really rainy this week as well, so...
0: Yeah, but it's just humid and just getting... Uh, it's yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, but... Not having those excuses, actually going, no, I still need to go and I still need to live this radical life, you know, and I can serve him at home and I can serve him anywhere. So let's
1: do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're just going to work towards, uh you know, committing more to like reading the Bible and spending time with God in that time where you are just resting and not doing much else?
0: Yeah, I suppose so. Or, yeah, or even do that thing where it's like, you know, I do, oh, I did one bowl say today. I was like, well, I can do another one. Why not? like Yeah. yeah. Or even just, or I just think, oh, let me just go down to like my local shop and just, you know, see if anyone needs a hand with anything, you know, like, like, like that hospitality. in actually, like just something like that, you know? And, and I think that's, you yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to know when um, when to rest a bit. Like, I feel like I'm already getting quite tired again after all this and so i'm sitting there going like well should i is this the time to rest or should i not rest and just having God's wisdom through that is also really important as well you know because he will to lead me where he wants me to be at that time Hmm. all right well i think that really covers everything for today's episode yeah uh thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it you know we really hope that this In some way, you know, God worked through you or just spoke to you in some way. And, you know, if He didn't, then just, you know, no, just praise him. You know, I've been reading Genesis and the one thing I keep noticing um, with Abraham and Abram is that they, um, I guess, often when God does something really good, they still, they just respond by building an altar and praising. Hmm. Um, And that's really, that's been really on my heart a bit. So if you're feeling appreciative of God, go build an altar. Yeah. I mean, so I was even thinking about it. Like, what just, what, like, what could uh, what altar could we build today? Because we don't really traditionally, like, because altar can altars. mean, well, we could, I don't know, why not build an altar? Like, you can, like, paint like, something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you can, yeah, it doesn't have to be, like, a traditional, like, what we think of as an altar, but you can still do altars in some way. You can make a, one in Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> there you
1: go. I was going to suggest, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe draw, like, I don't know. Like... An altar? Hey, yeah, draw an altar. <laughs> yeah. Draw the draw the painting of like um, God reaching out to Adam or whatever.
0: Oh, right.
1: That's very that'd be pretty tricky to draw though. So,
0: but if you're a good artist, or you know, it doesn't even matter. Just you know, it's not about the works; it's about the faith. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll see you guys next week for what I believe is the final part of our Let's Faith It series. That'll be really exciting. Let's Let's
1: Faith It part two,
0: part three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you next week, and uh, yeah, God bless
1: your week, McKenna out. Deacon out. Sorry, very warm in here. The Found Podcast is part of City
0: Reach's family of podcasts that bring glory to God and joy to the city. It is hosted and written by myself, McKenna Paul, and Deacon Percy. Music is by Campbell James. Our producer is Pastor Ollie Van Roof, and we are very grateful for this opportunity to serve. If you'd like to keep up with the found sermons that happen every week, then please subscribe to this podcast feed. You can also check out the City Reach Oakton podcast feed to listen to the morning sermons. You can visit CityReach Ogden in person by visiting our Sunday services that happen at 9am, 11am and 5pm. We'd love to see you there.
1: And if you want to go deeper into the Bible, we have community groups every Wednesday at the church offices in the Red Building. It's a big, City CityReach sign, you cannot miss it. We also have the youth program on Friday nights for students from years 6 to 12. Find out more about the wider CityReach family, please visit cityreach.com.au. And if you would like to send us any feedback or prayer requests, then you can email us using found at cityreach.com.au.